Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn-Awardner. Thank you for joining me. I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. I'm joined by Lisa Potter-Dixon, who is the head makeup artist and lead brow artist for Benefit Cosmetics here in the UK. She's also the author of two best-selling books, but that's not all that Lisa Potter-Dixon, or LPD, as I like to call her, uh, puts out into the world. She's also one of the most positive people you'll ever come across in your entire life thank you very much she's just pure joy pure energy and i've been wanting to get her on the show for quite a while uh schedules conflicted for a bit there but we've made it happen which has just been so fantastic she's hugely talented she is she manages lots of people she's a creative talent who has to sort of straddle the world of being creative but also like being very organized she has a brilliant outlook on life. She tells some excellent stories about her nana. Um, it was just pure joy, exactly what you'd expect from Lisa Potter-Dixon. If you aren't already, I strongly recommend you follow her on uh, Instagram and YouTube. She uploads a, a new video, a video? She uploads a new video every week, um, usually on a Sunday at around five o'clock, but uh, follow her on Instagram. The links will be in the show notes on iTunes and emmaguns.com. And I will also put the link to her Instagram account and will obviously be putting a post up on my Instagram at Emma Guns, tagging her in when this show goes live so that you can find her, enjoy all of her output and all of the goodness that is Lisa Potter Dixon. She's just flipping excellent. To give you an example, um, I saw her a few weeks ago and it was just at the start of 40 Days of 40 in actual fact. And when I said, oh, I'm having some drinks, um, which she had obviously already been invited to, she was like, right, drop everything. Let's get you booked in. Let's get your brows done. Let's get your nails done. Let's get your hair done. Let's get this done. I'll do your makeup. And she's just just giving and lovely and kind and sweet and just one of those all-round brilliant people that I feel very privileged to have met in this industry, but also could just drop her a text every now and again and say, you're right, Lisa, what are you doing? Because um, you'll know that what you'll get back will be flipping amazing. So this is Lisa Potter-Dixon on The Emma Gunn Show. I have mentioned it. Um, we're in the middle of 40 Days of 40. Today is day 26. It's 6.51am because I am recording this while there is quiet around. Um, and there's no, yeah, no noise. And I also have a busy day of 40 Days of 40 ahead. So I've got to crack on. 
I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's been in touch and who's kind of got what I'm doing with 40 Days of 40. It's not not just about being hedonistic and going out all the time. It's about, um, and actually I didn't realise this, I was chatting to my friend Tom the other day, he's in Australia, which is sad, but also brilliant. Um, and he was saying, how's it going? And I said, oh, 40 Days of 40 is brilliant, but you know, I think it's proving that I'm slightly boring because I don't, I'm not doing something ridiculous every day because I've got bills to pay and work to do, etc. And he said, but are you appreciating something every day that maybe you wouldn't have done before? And so, yes, it's become this um, unexpected side effect of this 40 days of 40 is that um, even when there isn't something fantastical like going to a party or a dinner, what have you, to chart on my Instagram or go to the theatre, I would see Wicked this week, which is unbelievable. I cried so hard during Defying Gravity. But even when there isn't um, a theatre trip to talk about on Instagram or generally, I will make it my business to find something that I've done that day and think, actually, that's pretty kick-ass. And I guess that's what gratitude journals are about and everything. So um, I can report that it's a very positive thing to do in your life, whether you are doing it in the run-up to a birthday or whether you're just thinking, what have I done today that made me happy or that felt like very cool, felt like very cool, felt cool or made me feel good. Um, it's good, good practice. So I totally get what all those gratitude journals are on about now. Right, so that's 40 Days of 40. You can obviously keep... Uh, keep up to date with it on Instagram. If you're not sure what 40 Days of 40 is all about, then uh, there's a little mini episode, a few episodes back called 40 Days of 40 and Listener Questions, which explains the whole thing rather than me go over it all again here. Because really what you want me to do now is to intro into my chat with Lisa. I went to go and see Lisa at one of the Benefit headquarters in London. We had to relocate halfway through because some roadwork started outside. But hey, when you're with LPD, you just roll with the punches. And so we went and sat in a, a hallway and made the best of it. So if you notice a slight change in sound uh, about 35 minutes in, that's why. Um, but we, you know, we just, we tried our best. We didn't want to postpone it. So we, we tried to uh, make the best of the drilling situation that was going on outside. So I hope you enjoy. As ever, if you want to get in touch with me, it really couldn't be easier. Just email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. I know a lot of you are DMing me on Instagram and I do try to get back to you. I get to try back. Get to try back? Goodness me. You can tell it's 6.54 now. I try to get back to everybody as quickly as I possibly can, but I know that uh, DM seems to be a very popular way of getting in touch. So I'm at Emma Guns there. And if you are listening on iTunes, I'd be very grateful if you could subscribe and leave a glorious review. Uh, for a while there, I had more five-star reviews than Oprah, but she's overtaken me now. So hey, let's do something about it. Let's get some more five-star reviews up there. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. So here it is, The Amagon Show with Lisa Potter-Dixon. Hello, Lisa Potter-Dixon. I'm so excited. Me too. Hi. Um, we are very special, aren't we? I think we are very special. In fact, 2% special. 2% <laughs> special. Why is that, Lisa? Because we both have green eyes. Not hazel, like proper green Proper green. Yeah, we do. And today, because we know our shiz, mm -hmm. and for people who don't know, although I would have told you in the introduction, Lisa is a superstar makeup artist, among many other things. Thank you. Author, celebrated, all-round YouTube superstar. We know that purple and violet yeah. are will accentuate accentuate <laughs> accentuate our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> will accentuate the green in our eyes. So we're both wearing 
purple based eye for decoration. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even plan it. We just know. We just instinctively knew. I haven't worn eyeliner for a while, actually. It's really nice. You should wear it more. Thank you. I might get you to just beef out the lines. Yeah. Do you fancy that? If absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at. Can you see me now? Looking at you. Like, what can I do? Is it symmetrical? <laughs> um, I'm very excited to talk to you because a we've been trying to do this for a while mm-hmm. and schedules have been bonkers. I think my email with the subject line "Let's get shit done." Yeah. <laughs> That was phase two. It started off and it was like, can we, should we, will we? And then eventually there was like a bit of a lull and then I just got this email into my inbox saying, let's get this shit done. I was like, she's speaking my language. It's so good. Um, I want to get you on the show because I feel like, among many other things, you are a constant beam of sunshine in the beauty landscape. Thank you. You are nothing but good positive energy in all, everything, all of your output, whether mm. it's Instagram or whether it's your YouTube or when when I see you at events, and so part of me wants to see if that's all fake and actually almost. Fingers crossed, it's not. But I, yeah, I want to find out a bit more about you because you are an absolute whirlwind. Yeah, indeed, and my friends tell me off all the time because I'm the worst relaxer in the world. <laughs> Is that a word? How do you relax then? Um, hold on, let me think about this because it might. <laughs> um, do, you, uh, do you know? No, honestly, I feel like maybe shopping is that. <laughs> Re- well, it's a kind of therapy, isn't it? Retail it re- therapy. It's true. No, honestly, I'm so shit at relaxing. Um, I, I literally can't think. Okay, I'll go swimming. There you go. Exercise and swimming. Even now that it isn't relaxing for me, it is because it's a time that I have for myself. And swimming is something that in the past year and a half I've really got into in quite a really yeah I, I swam Lake Geneva in July um, oh that little old thing with uh, Lorraine Candy actually and a few other people it was amazing we did it as a relay but yeah no so I, swimming for me is the actually what, the, one of the only exercises where I don't think about work interesting mm. so that's my relaxing that I do four times a week I remember years a few years ago like being in a job that wasn't sort of fulfilling me and feeling quite sort of trapped and having lots of mental stuff going around yeah. it like constantly worrying and the only time I felt really relaxed was when I when I would run yeah a lot of people say that and that's when I was I was running a lot not because I was training for a half marathon I ended up signing up for one because it seemed sort of <laughs> why should. not and everyone would be like why are you doing all this running are you training for a marathon I was like no but the, but the reason I did it is because I just felt like mental clarity mm-hmm. during and afterwards for a, a period of time and then I remember being on a photo shoot and the model and I chatting about running because she really loved it and she said when you're running it's just your heart and your brain communicating to keep you going oh, they don't have that. any room for anything else like it's well your heart and your lungs and your brain are just concentrating on breath in breath out foot forward you know? I love that yeah and that's so true actually exactly the same as swimming because you mm. do have to concentrate so. like, plus not drown yeah and plus not drown <laughs> yeah exactly so and also there's like re- loads of really nice swimsuits out there so that's actually a big reason <laughs> I was like do you know what <laughs> I'm going to try and find a sequin swimsuit that was actually my mission. Surely that would slow you down, though. Who cares? Oh, yeah, obviously. It's <laughs> Who cares? Who cares if it slows me down? It's like scales. Fish get away with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. You need... See, I want to get one of those oon piece. Have you seen those? A what? Oon piece. 
They're no. long sleeve swimsuits with a zip, but they're very Mariah Carey in the Honey video. Oh yeah, when she comes out the sea after like James Bond coming out the swimming one. pool and oh she's yeah yeah then yeah, got I the know. nude bikini <gasps> on underneath. I'm going to look into that. Oh, by the way, I just pivoted on my chair there. <laughs> I can clarify that actually she got bad stomach. No, just joking. <laughs> she wiggled on her chair, I promise. I wiggled on the chair. Let's see if I that apologize. keeps the edit. <laughs> no, it will. I, I don't edit these partly because I'm not talented. Okay, enough. sorry if this is four hours long. <laughs> no, it's fine. Four hours is absolutely grand. So, uh, swimming is your place to relax. That's very interesting. Yeah. Like I'm going to the pub. <laughs> Well, no, but hanging out with my friends, do you know what I mean? Like, that's really... I really feel relaxed when I'm with my friends because they're the ones that tell me to relax. So I think that helps. So you feel like they've got your back? Oh, ma- massively. Hugely. See, that's really interesting because I think... Because I've often found, particularly with makeup artists or hairstylists, mm. you tend to, they tend to be empaths. They tend to be able to take on other people's burdens because mm. in the dynamic of being someone's makeup artist, the, the person in the chair is sort of in charge in a sort of weird dynamic yeah so the fact that you've got friends who kind of bolster you Mm. is very interesting and that they're not drains yeah no exactly and I think that you know we just help each other out in so many ways but they've got kind of like really important jobs things like radiographers and teachers and stuff Mm. like that but they're working you know normal hours etc so they understand that there is a time when you can burn out and they'll be the first to tell me if they think that I'm close to that because you're a compl- complete polar opposite. Your schedule is as far away from nine to five as it can possibly yeah, get. Yeah, it's crazy. And thank God I'm really lucky to have, obviously, Theo, my husband as well, because he is the kind of guy that I'm so lucky. Like, I'll come home and there'll be a buff run and he'll, like, make dinner. And it's actually an ongoing joke on when I do Insta stories and um, Theo's cooking in the kitchen. And everyone's like, least seriously, do you ever cook? I'm like, actually, I, I do. But he's also really good at that, so... If he wants to, you know. I let him. <laughs> yeah. So Do I'm you have lucky. an ice bucket on a stand in the bathroom? You need to okay, get one. Okay, can I just say, we're about to do our bathroom. Actually, this is, I'll just tell this story really quick. So Theo never says no to me. Oh, he'll kill me for saying that. So why are you with Theo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no idea. Um, no, but he, I, I basically love interior design um, and I do a lot in, the, in our house and our house, we've transformed it in the past kind of five years. And I'm doing, we're doing the bathroom in January and I wanted to change a double room, that a double bedroom into the bathroom to have the bath in the middle mm-hmm. with an ice bucket and literally a Prosecco fridge in the bathroom and like loads of plants like a jungle do it exactly Theo said no he said we need that double bedroom I was like what for we just won't invite people to stay anymore or they can sleep in the bath yes um, so I'm still working on that but yeah great idea what about a conservatory? Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Pamela Anderson, because I watched MTV Cribs. You know she's got that whole. It's not really a conservatory. It's more of a beautiful home that's slightly away from her other beautiful home. Okay, it's all glass, like a summer house. But, but in the middle of it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the middle of it, there is a roll-top bath and a massive chandelier. You're going to have a chandelier, right? I have a chandelier in every single room in my house. And you source these from where? Okay. I'm guessing you get these, you find these. Oh, Kempton Market, <laughs> which is like 10 minutes from my house, which is like an antiques market where all the antiques shops in London go to buy their stuff. So you buy everything like cheap. Um, eBay. Yeah, I've got to love a bit of eBay. eBay. And then I go like to the country outside London. <laughs> so I'll go to like antique shops or car boot sales or whatever outside London because it's so much cheaper. Genius. So I've, I actually genuinely for my wedding bought some chandelier pieces to hang from this thing 
that we made um, for like 2p each and that was in like somewhere like Manchester dear <laughs> goodness you're resourceful I know well you know I don't want to spend more than 2p on a chandelier piece, do you? No, certainly not. <laughs> you, you mentioned your wedding, and just before I hit record, listeners, um, we were talking about um, my pursuit of various uh, podcast guests and how I just tweeted Kelly Osborne this yeah. morning because I'm like, I will get her on this show. I do want to talk about her book. And then Lisa said, um, Oh, I got Craig David at my wedding. Wait, I'll tell you that when we start recording. So, seeing as you mentioned your wedding, come on. Okay, so. Myself and Theo have been together 13 years. Mm -hmm. On our first date, we were talking, we both love music. And we both love hip-hop and R&B and soul and all that kind of stuff. So we're going for a list of artists that we love. And then I was like, actually, I really love Craig David. And he was like, so do I. And then, literally on our first date, we were like, okay, if we ever get married, obviously as a joke, if we ever get married, we're going to get Craig David to our wedding. Fast forward eight years, that's how long it took Theo to propose to me. Still not forgiven him for that. And um, I said, okay, cool, You thanks. did mention that the other night. Did I? Do I, keep, I probably tell everyone at least once a month. You did mention eight it. Years. We were talking about your rings. Oh, and yeah, you were like, yeah. it took him eight years to get, come up with this. <laughs> oh, no, still bitter. Um, but I was like, okay, cool, let's get... Oh, obviously, I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get Craig David to our wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and so we started a campaign. And this is five years ago. So, well, six years ago when we started the campaign. So social media was very different then. Mm-hmm. Not many people were using it. There was no Instagram, so it was all Twitter. How old is Instagram now? It must be... I reckon, like, four or five years. Yeah. So um, we started a campaign called Hashtag Get Craig David to our wedding. Catch <laughs> Imagine that in 140 characters. Um, <laughs> and we filmed this really... Am I allowed to swear? Sorry, I keep saying. We filmed this really shit video where Theo did a rap. Do not Google it. Um, and no, obviously, not that <laughs> oh god! And because I work with so many magazines, I was telling the guys about it. And then a hundred days before our wedding, they retweeted it. And then randomly, Craig saw it. We got a phone call at like midnight from one of our friends, going, "Have you seen what Craig David has tweeted?" And we're like, "What?" And it said, "Okay, it's very Craig. Are you ready for this?" I know it off by heart. <laughs> I had a powerful feeling this evening, and all you need to know is that I'll be there. <gasps> what he didn't know is that we're getting married in my dad's back garden in the little village in Healy. <laughs> but he bloody turned up. So we didn't, and he was in Miami at the time. Obviously, Craig, five years ago, was not the Craig that he is now, but we always believed... You mean he wasn't... No, he was hench by then. Oh, he was hench. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was hot. <laughs> Honestly, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, nearly ruined the wedding. <laughs> he did. Um, but no, he wasn't. Um, he was still in America. He wasn't doing music like he is now, and obviously yeah. had a comeback now, which obviously was all down to our wedding. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. But um, he maybe a little, maybe maybe. But uh, we didn't know he was going to come literally till the day of the wedding if he was actually going to turn up. Oh my God. And then at nine pm, there was like, Craig David's coming. Craig David's here. He's here. He's here. He's here. And he like literally walked into my dad's back garden. I was like, hey guys, and performed like an hour and a half set um was incredible because ts5 his dj thing had only just kind of started in his house in miami my friend ben who dj'd at our wedding who's an incredible dj but he basically had his decks and craig was like i'll make do you mind and he literally could just dj off someone else's decks which i always find quite crazy because as a makeup artist if someone just gave me their kit yeah i'd be able to use it but you'd be a bit like oh Mm. okay what's this or you know haven't you'd have to look at it for a while he just got on Aaron Hall set, Theo rapped with him. And um, 
Yeah, and then he stayed, and then he wanted to stay all night, because our wedding went on till six in the morning. Um, of course. Yeah, obviously. And then he had to fly to Amsterdam, and we've kept in touch ever since. In fact, Theo did some charity stuff with him recently. Like, such an amazing guy, such a legend, and just, it made our, it literally made our day. Oh, I have no doubt, but when you said he did an hour and a half, I did think... Oh, that's quite a long time. No, it was amazing. It wasn't just his songs. So he was doing like old school R&B and singing over the top. And Oh no, I think it's absolutely lovely. But I obviously, if you've listened to the Joe Hall podcast, you'll know that we've yeah. often thought about storming the stage at weddings to do a song. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm coming at it from the perspective of, I've got one song before someone removes me from the stage. Craig David got an hour and a half. He did. What a lucky sod. Although if you had been at my wedding, I would have let you do one song with him. Maybe two if you, you know. Okay. Yeah, I'd you be more would, than you happy. I had a fight with someone once at a, at a karaoke party and I won't name the celebrity but it was a celebrity and I was really quite hammered and they wanted the microphone off me and then, and I was really like tugging it going no it's my microphone. Yeah. He kicked me in the shin. <gasps> I had a massive bruise on my car for weeks. No. Yeah. Um, did, um, have you heard mine and Caroline Hiron's idea, i.e. my idea that she has to do? The sing-along. I, think I feel like you can get explain, involved. Explain this in great detail okay, right Okay, so me... So we haven't... We're so going off track, I'm so sorry. It doesn't matter, this is what the show's about. <laughs> so me and Caroline Hiron, so I'm sure you all know and love, um, oh, we filmed a few videos together recently. You smoked up her eyes, didn't I you, I did love? a bit of smoky eye for her. Um, anyway, we were talking... We tend... We had... It was the first time we'd met, actually, and we didn't realise how much we had in common in terms of things that we love. Kind of similar to me and you, actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about how much... I love sequins and collect vintage ball gowns and all this lot. And then we were talking about singing. And I was saying, my one wish in life would be to be able to sing. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I can sing. She, she can. really can. Right, so I haven't heard her sing properly. So mm-hmm. I said, hold the front door. Let's do a makeup tutorial in sequin ball gowns. Yep. But we'll sing the whole thing. And like Disney, we'll have the words at the bottom with a little ball. Yes. That's like... Now I'm going to blend your eyes and it looks great. Do you know what I mean? So everyone yeah. can sing along. Yeah. Actually, I texted her yesterday saying, Caroline, should we get a date in for our sing-along? She's read it, but hasn't responded. <laughs> <laughs> should we text? Maybe I'll text her now. I we'll... <laughs> wonder whether that's because she's not as hot on the idea as she was at the time. I mean, don't know why. You should absolutely do it. Listen, if Caroline, if you're listening, and I know you are, <clears throat> I know you're a regular listener and you adore the show... I can dub her voice if she's... No. Or dub can, my voice, yeah, probably. No. no, she's an excellent can singer. Can you sing? Ish. Oh, can, that means yes. I can carry a tune in a bucket. Well, but, that means yes. But I... No. I'm the person who at karaoke will aim too high. What's your karaoke song? Oh, well, Borderline by Madonna's strong for me. Oh, good choice. My... But I will always start... Yeah. With... Um, I'll always... Like, obviously, because you've had a drink when you go into <laughs> yeah. Lucky Voice, and I'll always, yeah. like... Oh, I can do the rap from Nicki Minaj. Um, Monster. Oh, no, 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 not Monster. What's the the one from Pink Friday? Not Starship. Pink Week. Du, 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 du. That one. <laughs> this one is for the boys with the boobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember. I was like, just do it. Super bass. <laughs> okay, super bass. Yeah, oh, yeah. I haven't got the right. It's not playing Nicki Minaj. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, God love you, Nicki, but no. Um, so I always go in with that, but then I'll, I will put a bit of Mariah on. And I try, <gasps> to, do, I try to do Hello by Adele. And Millie Kendall from Beauty Mart has a video of me, like, doing all right and then hitting, like, going up and it just going a bit south. Do you know what rap I could always do at karaoke? What's that? Um, PJ and Duncan, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. 
like, this is a video that needs to happen. Exactly. Well, if Caroline won't do my sing along, we'll do a karaoke something or other. Yes. Fine. Well, there's a 40 Days of 40 karaoke session happening at some point. It's just been an absolute nightmare getting everyone together. I'm in. And you know that's why, because um, Lisa Potter Dixon is the uh, well, you head makeup artist benefit. Yeah. And there was a launch last Friday, yeah. and I was trying to get everyone together afterwards. And I called the press office and was like, I know you've got a launch on Friday afternoon. I'm trying to organise karaoke with a load of the girls. What time does it finish so I can book my room? And they were like, well, why don't you just come along to the launch and drink pink champagne with us? And I was like, okay. That's what we did. Sounds like a plan. It's exactly <laughs> we did. what we did. And you very. Um, I was egged on by you and several other people to purchase some diamond <gasps> earrings. Yeah, honestly, because... Because I do the QVC for benefit too, yeah. so I, I I'm an avid viewer of Diamondique. Mm-hmm. I when I see the jewels in QVC, I'm like, oh my god, when did you get real diamonds? Because yeah. honestly, they're so good. And um, yeah, when you show me the earrings, I was like, well, you better buy them. Well, they're like forty quid or something, weren't they? Forty quid to Elizabeth Taylor, nine point six carat simulated Asher cut diamonds. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much. Exactly. Who needs the real thing? Well, exactly. Well, also, the only difference is the weight. Like, to the naked eye, they look flawless. Yeah. But it would only be if you were to put a real one and a diamondique in your hand. The only difference you'd be able to detect would be weight. There you go. Right, we've died. Sorry, yeah, we've... So- <laughs> I mean, we're probably, like, 20 minutes in. We haven't even spoke about makeup. Oh, well, okay, so let's talk about your MUA journey, as it is written down in my notes. <laughs> okay, so I've been a makeup artist for 15 years, just over 15 years. Um, I don't. I didn't really have a traditional kind of. I didn't go to no one on does. a call. No, that's it. And but I think a lot of people, new people coming through, have more of a t- traditional journey in terms of the course because they are available now. Yeah, they are. Whereas, like, so I didn't do anything. I trained myself um, when it came to makeup. My mum was a, a model in the seventies. Um, I wasn't born by them, but she was seventies, and she. Um, so I was always surrounded by makeup. Mm-hmm. Always surrounded by makeup. Like, and my nans were both loved makeup my nana potter doris is still she actually nana potter nana potter can i just quickly actually digress once more so i phoned nana potter yesterday Mm -hmm. right she's from derby so apologies for anyone from derby because i'm about to do an accent but i was born there um so i was like she goes on these coach trips right so it's like nan what are you doing for christmas she's like right alisa i'm going to barmouth on a coach trip because I'm hoping I find a nice young man there on Christmas Day. By young, she means like 75 because she's 88. I was going to say, the population is... Right. Yeah. And it's like all of the widows go on these coaches and it's so lovely. Anyway, I said, oh, maybe I'll come with you, come on one with you next year. She was like, that would be lovely, but I'd prefer it if your Theo did instead of you. Bloody hell, man. But so, yeah, so I've always been surrounded by women that love makeup. Mm-hmm. I never really thought that I of being a makeup artist as a career. Mm-hmm. I went to university, studied English and theatre, and didn't know what I wanted to do. I used to write plays, did quite a few at the Edinburgh Festival, um, loved writing. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe I'll do something. Maybe I'll become a playwright. I don't, I don't, I don't really know, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I would always find myself doing the makeup for shows and plays and... Um, my friends and I used to like exchange bottles of cherry Lambrini for like a smoky eye. That's that's honestly true. Um, <laughs> if you if anyone knows I... where you can get cherry Lambrini, tell me because I really like it. I've never had a Lambrini. Don't have Lambrini. It's got to be cherry. Okay. Can't you just put a cherry in some Lambrini? No, no, no. no. It's like cherry flavor. I'll find one for you for your okay. birthday. Don't you worry. Thank you. Um, anyway, that or WKD Blue. Um, so yeah, I, I was always doing makeup without realizing. 
And then I sort of thought, well, I'm going to start trying to do this. Mm. So I just kind of started doing bits and bobs here and there whilst I was also working three other jobs at the same time. Mm. Um, I've always worked a lot. I think it's coming from a big family where we've kind of had to always work. Because you're the oldest of seven. Yes. Jeez Louise. Yeah, the oldest of seven. Eddie's the youngest and he is uh, 16. So, yeah. So, um we've always I've always worked since I was 12 <laughs> um so then I got basically headhunted by Benefit to be their boutique manager for Covent Garden which is mm-hmm. where we're sat now I actually was selling shoes to the HR director in office <laughs> and she said right do you want to come and work at Benefit so I was like okay makeup so that's how I started working at Benefit um as the boutique manager and then just saw a lot of opportunities and mm. all of the magazine houses were in Covent Garden at the time. Yeah. So I used to literally find pictures of like the beauty directors, find out when big events were going to happen and almost like stalk them. Like on my, say if it was the L-Style Awards, on mm. my lunch break, I would go down to the office and wait till they came out on their lunch and be like, hey, um, I, I know it's the L-Style Awards tonight, I'm the manager of uh, Benefit in Covent Garden, come down, we'll do your makeup and your brows and then you're ready for the event. And literally it was amazing how many of them said yes and then I just built relationships and I started shooting and all in my own time um and then I said to Benefit hey you don't have a head makeup artist anywhere in the world I think you need it and it should be me Mm. (laughs) um and Gail and Ian who run Benefit UK have been huge supporters of my career and it's kind of that's the very short version of it um and now I've got a team of 46 which is insane. so we'll come on to the team of all yeah. I'm really interested about that but I think I know a lot of listeners write in about um, pursuing the thing yes. that you love yeah making that happen which you've done yeah but then not only did you create a role for yourself yeah but outside of that you've also written books and the, yeah. like I mean you can hear it listeners she's a bundle of energy <laughs> so it, it, for me I find it really interesting about how you direct that energy it's really one of those things that I never really think about because I always put 110% into everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, seriously, exercise for me is one of the things that keeps me going. Because people always say to me, how do you keep up the energy? Mm-hmm. And for me, exercise is my thing that gives me more energy, along with coffee. <laughs> um, but I, I kind of... Whether it's something really small or something really big, I will always put the same amount of energy into it. So this is really interesting. When a friend of mine had her baby a few years ago, she got a sleep nanny. And during the sort of conversations about it, it was, I can't remember exactly how it came up, but she said something like, sleep breeds sleep. Right. So the more you sleep, so if you sleep, then you're likely to sleep well and more, and this is a baby thing. And I've realised how much that actually really does translate into adult life as well. Like, if you tend to... Like, if I'm lazy one evening in a week, Mm -hmm. there's a chance that I might have a second lazy evening that week. But if I sort of make... Like, if I I go to the gym three times, I'll probably go both times on the weekend. Yeah. So I think energy breeds energy and sleep breeds sleep. That's so true. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah, it's so true. And I think that I really know how short life is so for me I purposely put energy into everything because you don't know what's going to happen what's made what's given you that perspective um so I think a lot of things I think my my husband losing both his parents by the time he was 20 and then Theo had a brain tumor um 
five years ago, six years ago, just before our wedding, actually. Um, and it, he kind of... Theo's the fittest person you'll ever meet. He's never smoked, doesn't really drink much. He mm. was an, uh, he was a... Uh, got signed as a professional footballer and actually gave everything up when his mum died. Um, he'd only just been signed, actually, randomly on the day that his mum got diagnosed, and that day he also met me. So that was all a very strange day. Um, but the point is, is that he was very, very fit. He came home one day and he just had a seizure and he stopped breathing and I had to resuscitate him and to do that to the person that you love most in your life is the most traumatic thing even now you can see I'm overwhelling up a little because you think about it even though it's that many years ago anyway so we went to the hospital and they said well it's probably just epileptic we have they literally had to see whether or not he had another seizure in that 24 hours in the hospital and I said absolutely not his dad died of a brain hemorrhage you need to do the scans and I was literally screaming at them talking about how amazing my friends are I'd literally phoned I didn't even quite remember who I phoned but within an hour there was 15 of our friends at the hospital 15 and they stayed at the hospital wow they went to get kebabs the hospital had to give us another room it was so funny but wasn't funny, but you know what I mean. Mm. <laughs> um, two of my best friends are radiographers, and they work at private hosp- hospitals. They phoned the private hospital and were like, Kingston... Sorry, I probably shouldn't say the hospital name. <laughs> the hospital won't do the scan on Theo. Can they come to the private hospital? It turned out that the manager of that hospital played hockey... Uh, son played hockey with Theo back in the day. So they got him in, and they found a brain tumour a quarter of the size of his brain. Jeez. And it had been there for years. He'd been headering balls for however many years. And because when you work in a private hospital, the big brain surgeons and heart surgeons, etc., can they can pick and choose their cases. And this uh, brain surgeon called Henry Marsh, who's actually got a book called Do No Harm because he's such an amazing, huge brain surgeon, he saw the case, flew in from Russia, which is where he lives, even though he's British, because he saves lives of uh, people that have got no money in Russia via all sorts of crazy ways um, to do their brain surgery and um, came over and said I'll do Theo's surgery and turned out with a brain on his brains all over his tie like pictures of brains it was oh I thought you meant like <laughs> yeah, something no, gone horribly wrong no pictures <laughs> yeah no pictures and so <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I clarify they were pictures of brains on his tie and he saved Theo's life and he had to have brain surgery and um, yeah so he's fine now and then my dad died three years ago very sudden 55 fit healthy cycling training for a 400 mile bike ride heart stopped fell off his bike died and that was it (laughs) so sorry so anyway the point is, is that because of all those, the accumulation of all of those things, I really understand how important putting everything, energy into your life is. Mm. So that's what I do constantly um, because you honestly don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So, yes. <laughs> this there you is why go. you're a bundle of energy. Sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to upset no, you. No, not right at now. all. And do you know what? It's one of those things where sometimes I don't get upset when I talk about it. And I think that. It is. We, it's, we were talking earlier before this that it's good to get upset sometimes. It is, yeah. And I'm fine now. It's just that it's kind of one of those things. So I think that probably explains a lot why I always put that much into life. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Just gonna hopefully not rub off my purple eyeshadow now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And also, in and amongst all of that, as you say, having that perspective, there's also the fact that you work with loads of charities. Yes, yeah. And make that, a, like, it's a big part of your time. Yeah, I think it's really important to give back. Um, you know, it's not something that we really kind of, me and Theo, really talk about that much because, you know, you should, I don't think you need to, really, in a lot of ways. But absolutely, there's people out there that makeup can make a big difference to which might sound well it's just makeup but actually it can make you feel great and for example teenage cancer trust we work with i work with them i'm doing master classes for a lot of the girls and when you're a teenager and you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've lost your eyebrows and you've still got to go to school mm. or you've still got to go to college teaching you how to make yourself not look sick is actually really important mm. um so yeah and theo's always worked in charity ever since he lost his parents that was his big thing um that he's always worked in charity and I don't think he'll ever change that. He will start his own charity soon and I just think you should give back. Mm. You know, it's important. And as well as your time and your expertise, you, have you, when you threw yourself out of a plane, was that for charity? Or <laughs> yeah. was that just for shits and giggles? <laughs> well, I would have just done that for fun. Uh, no, that's actually, that's related to Benefit. Benefit of an um, amazing charity called Bold is Beautiful, which is um, a, a global project, which is just actually amazing. And it's to raise money for Refuge, which mm. is a charity that um, support women going through domestic violence. Um, and also for Look Good Feel Better, which again is a mm. charity for to support women who are going through cancer treatment, makeup related, yeah. to make them mm. look and feel great. So yeah, I jumped out of a plane and I loved it. <laughs> and have you done it? No. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You should. Oh, hold on. You need to kind of do this as one of your 40 days of 40. No, it, <laughs> it, honestly, I totally, I'm on board with the fact that I'm sure it feels amazing. And when you've, you've done it, I'm sure everyone says it's the best thing I've ever done and I'm going to do it again. But I have no desire to do it. Fair enough. It goes against every self-preservation instinct in my bone <laughs> to throw myself out of a plane, even though there's a parachute on my back or yeah. a, a man with a parachute on his back. <laughs> yeah exactly don't do it by yourself fair enough yeah um but I, I know so many people who've done it are like oh no you have to do it it's such mm. a rush and I'm like you have no idea <laughs> how lame I am like a rush for me is like getting to the express checkout and having eight items when you're only allowed seven <laughs> like, honestly I don't need oh, I don't think my body could cope with a cortisol and adrenal dump okay of a parachute drink. I'll let you off thanks man that's alright but I will sponsor you if you do another one again <laughs> yeah I mean I might who knows <laughs> I love doing crazy challenges so 
Do you set yourself... Because So when I arrived, I got out a clipboard and some lined paper. Narrow lined, I'll hope you noticed. Mm-hmm. I did, obviously. And you started laughing because you said, oh, that's so me. Well, can I also say that she hasn't really used any of the... You've used a couple of the lines, <laughs> but you're like me where it's kind of like... Oh, no, you have, actually. I was just looking at these two bits. No, you have used the lines. Well, yeah. Just to keep my writing straight, but I have played fast and loose with the rules. Yeah, you have. No, <laughs> no, this is really me. I find that... Um, so when I did my books, I started writing both of them with literally giant bits of paper and, like, 100 Sharpie pens in multicolours. <laughs> and no joke, like, gold stars and, like, glittery <laughs> stuff. So if I had a really good idea, it would get, like, a little bit of glitter yep, next yep. to it. And I've still got... I've got one of them framed in my house, actually. Um, and it, I just like splurged all of my ideas out onto a giant piece of paper mm. and then I took it to the publishers with me and I was like hi guys they were like cool you got your ideas I'm like yeah they were just I'll roll it oh no have you got a bigger table but I had to like literally you've got a dust buster there's some glitter on your carpet <laughs> exactly <laughs> unroll it and be like right so these gold stars mean that these are really good ideas I think these ones I'm not so sure about it um, I even had like this is no joke like a little bit where it's almost like a pop-up book where I'd like put flaps of paper over it to reveal like (laughs) (laughs) like an advent calendar like guess what's behind the next door that's useful we've got a good drill going on (laughs) listeners you may notice the change in the audio it's because the lovely room where we were recording was um, <laughs> there were some men outside doing some roadworks and all you could hear was drilling. You may have sensed that towards the end. So we've shifted to a hallway. <laughs> it was so glam. <laughs> which we hope will be quieter. You can hear it faintly, but you may notice that we're slightly echoier. We are. Here, but it's all good. So sorry, I interrupted you, or the man with his drill rudely interrupted you. We were talking about your creative process and taking glittery bits of large paper. Yes, exactly. So I think they knew what they were in for once I'd done that. But they were great, actually. They were amazing. And they kind of let me... I was in complete control of the entire creative process for both books, Mm -hmm. from booking the models, from creating the looks, from booking the hair and the photographers, to an extreme where almost (laughs) like they didn't really have to do anything apart from edit it all together and actually make the book at the end, which was really important to me because... If I'm going to do something, then I want to do it my, like, not my way. That sounds like I want to do it my way. But I want to do it in a way that I really believe in. Mm. So that's why, yes. Oh, I think that's so important for creative people. Yeah. And in an industry where I'm surrounded by so many, you see people who are perhaps having to compromise. And you can feel that, they, you can feel that the energy changes. And they're just like, oh, I just know it's not going to be as good as it could be. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I think you have to compromise a lot in our jobs, particularly on mm. photo shoots and stuff, because it's not all about the makeup a lot of the time. Mm. It's about, you know, particularly at Fashion Week, it's about the designer, it's about the yeah. clothes. But sometimes if you do know, oh, if you just let me do that, and that's why relationships are so important, uh-huh. because if you make relationships, then you have a lot more... Uh, you know, uh, you have a lot more that you can push with, you know, well, I can't think of the word, but you know what I mean, I mean, I think that um, if you've worked with someone for years, they really appreciate your ideas. Yeah. Yeah. But that, so that's interesting, because I think when you start out, and you're talking about building relationships, particularly when people have the power to hire you, book you and everything, sometimes you are just complicit, you're like, yeah, no, I can do that. So when do you, when did you feel like you went from sort of just being a yes person to being able to go... Yes, but also no. I would probably say, I would probably realistically say in about 
four years ago, maybe, mm -hmm. when I, I kind of started to get um, quite a few big jobs and set up to Benefit, you know, I work with Benefit and I love working with them, but I was doing a lot of kind of other stuff as well. Um, and I think that a lot of it came from Fashion Week and doing shows mm -hmm. and when uh, reputation is really, really important in this industry. Um, people only want to work with people that they like working with. Mm. Like it, that is really true, and that's the same for me as well, you know, a lot of the time. People that work, I appreciate people that are passionate, that work really hard, mm. and I always say to my girls, I'm like, and guys, I always say, if you don't believe in you, no one will. Now, that's not an arrogance thing, that is a, if you're gonna say, actually, no, I don't think we should do that, I think we should do this, you have to say it with conviction and, and make sure that you believe that that is the right thing to do. And I think that took me a long time to have the confidence to do that mm -hmm. because you're surrounded by so many opinions. So, but it's important. That bears repeating. If you don't believe in you, no one else will. Yeah. That's what you tell your yeah, team. Yeah, I tell my team. Yeah, I tell them that all the time. Yeah. Def and, I, and I always say it's not an arrogant thing. And the reason I say that is because it's not about ego. I do not want to work with people that have got a massive ego. Mm -hmm. And I it definitely, does. yeah, I definitely don't want people like that in my team because we are a team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's about believing in yourself. Like we work bloody hard. Like you have to believe that what you're doing is the right thing. Mm. Otherwise, what's the point? I read a book and I had Jen Sincero on the show, but in one of her books, she says, if you say yes to something that you don't, actually want to do you're putting out a very icky energy into the universe or something like that and i never thought about it like that before do you know i actually um only learned that as well i'm going to say about four years ago um i got asked by a very famous clothing brand actually <laughs> um to help them create a makeup line and i was like oh my god you know automatically like oh my god what an amazing yeah. opportunity and there is two people that I spoke to, one of them being Lorna Mackay. I'm, I'm sure she basically... I know the name. Yeah, she started beauty at, I'm going to say at QVC. I'm hoping I'm right there, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty 99% <laughs> sure. Anyway, she, I met her through someone else, and she gave me some really great advice, which is that, yes, wow, you've been asked to do this. What an amazing opportunity. But this is your name, mm -hmm. and if one day you want to do something, start your own makeup range, mm -hmm. as an example, and you do this, and it's mass, and it's not the quality, and not what you would do because you haven't got a hundred percent control, mm -hmm. then no one will ever forget that you did that thing. Yeah. And that's similar to what you were saying: is that it's really easy to say yes to everything, and yeah. I obviously said no, and it was completely the right thing to do. But how difficult was that? Because I think no is a baby muscle for a lot of us. For yeah. some of us it's not, but particularly for me, that's why I was bang on about it. No is a, is a muscle that I had, had no strength in for years and it's only recently I've started trying to flex it. Yeah. Like actually saying to people, I don't actually like how you spoke to me then. I never used to because I go, oh, I don't want to make them angry. Yeah. But then I would swallow all that anger and go home and fest it. And I think that I'm the same as you because in terms of I hate bitchiness. Mm -hmm. Like I prefer someone to say it to my face. Now, being the eldest of seven, that has definitely helped me because mm -hmm. I've always been protector, a protector of my brothers and sisters. Yeah. And I think that I have no problem protecting other people. Absolutely no problem standing up for other people. Um, but did it take you a while to take your time? Yeah, to do it for myself. Um, it took me a long time, and it took certain people saying to me, "Right, 
think about that do you do you really want that to happen or do you really want that person to speak to you mm. and actually I learned a lot of that from my dad who was a really you know great businessman and he was like no just no, learn the word no mm. I was like okay <laughs> I was talking to a friend yesterday in fact who was in a job for nine years that when you talk to her now she just says I didn't enjoy it yeah but it didn't occur to me that I could leave. It felt like if I lost that job, my world would fall apart. Yes. And isn't that interesting? And also now, with a bit of hindsight, she will say, I realised that had I left, other opportunities would have come up. Yeah. It wasn't going to be the only thing that I could ever do. Yeah, and it's so funny, because I absolutely, you know, I love my job, and um, I think that it's really important to love your job. Like, mm-hmm. I have friends that work, that earn a fortune, but they hate their jobs. Mm. And I just think, God, I, you're at work more than you're at home. Like, I don't ever want to do anything that I hate. And if I'm ever lucky enough to have children, I would 100% say that to them as well. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. You know, as we've already touched on, you know, life is too short. You need to be enjoying what you're doing. And that is so important to me. Mm. So important. We can tell. <laughs> can you? You can tell. <laughs> can you? So, you also put out loads of stuff on YouTube. Yes. How did, A, how did you find the time? Yeah, guys. Because you were doing a lot for benefit on mm. YouTube yeah. and then you've now, you now have your own channel. Yeah, a lot of people said to me, please, can you start doing YouTube? Um, and, you know, a lot of people that follow me on Instagram, etc. And I, I, I'm at first, I thought, okay. And then, and then I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. It is so tough because my weeks on average are 60 hours, you know, at least, um, if not more, you know, um, if you're going to a photo shoot and it starts at 8am, it doesn't finish at 5, you know, (laughs) it can go on to whatever time it needs to go on to to get the job done. So finding time, like there is at least, I would say twice a month, because I just post a video once uh, once a week on a Sunday which I just changed it used to be a Friday because I thought no 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 I need to have time to be able to do this and actually it sounds really stupid but in my mind I'm like if it's a Sunday it's the last day of the week that gives me more time even though it's exactly the same time between <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so ridiculous isn't it um, but there's many a time where I've been up till midnight one in the morning mm. filming mm. videos but it's really important to me now mm. because it's helped a lot of people because I really believe that makeup is really powerful mm. and it is just bloody makeup at the end of the day but like we were talking earlier a red lipstick can make you feel so great oh yeah hashtag red dread exactly but it, <laughs> but it can and to give someone the confidence to be able to achieve something whether it be a red lip like you've been doing or whether it be a smoky eye or an eyeliner or brows or whatever mm. I have so many rewarding messages that make me feel just like oh this is why I do my job mm. this is why I slog to do all of these videos etc because even if it's just one message I actually had one just today saying from a lady saying I'm a new mum I'm exhausted I don't give myself any time I know you posted a video about how to look awake in 10 minutes I watched it I did it it did take me 10 minutes and I went to the school run and I had five of my fellow mums being like oh my god you look amazing is your child sleeping better (laughs) etc and I just thought, well, that's why I do it. Mm. Even if it's just one person. Luckily, it's a couple more, but... (laughs) Well, you've talked about the fact that you really believe in the transformative power of makeup and the fact that it's so linked to self-esteem and not in a surface way either. Mm. Because I don't think it's surface. I'm with you. I think the act of putting on a red lipstick isn't about 
the red lipstick. Mm-hmm. It's about saying, I am giving myself this time. I'm working on my presentation because I care. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, I just, I just think that women look beautiful with or without mm-hmm. makeup. That's really, 100%. really important for everyone to know mm-hmm. that you are so beautiful without makeup. Mm-hmm. But what makeup can do, obviously it can harm, it enhances what you've already got, mm-hmm. but most important it's how it does make you feel. Yeah. But I know that if I go out without makeup on, which I do I do regularly, just going to the shop or whatever, I don't feel as confident as I would as if I put a bit of blusher on. Yeah. You know, so I do think that makeup we're so lucky to have it yeah. because it does make a difference. Um and don't be afraid of it. It's just makeup, you can take it off. I think and this brings me on to a point that sort of really got between my teeth at the moment about Instagram makeup making it look timely and make, trying to use makeup to actually change what you have naturally yeah. as opposed yeah. to enhance. I feel like some of the tutorials I see, particularly the ones where people are pipetting directly onto their cheeks. Yeah. And I do end up watching them, but they make me quite cross because I just think mm-hmm. everybody's beginning to look the same. When, when I was growing up, it was that we all had Doc Martens. Or we all cherry had... red. I cherry red ones. Did you? <laughs> I wasn't that cool. They're my favourite. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we used to have like a uniform. Yeah. It would be clothing that would be the thing that would make us all look the same. But now I see tribes of girls, younger girls, and it's all metallic highlight and sort of contoured noses. And yeah. You don't need to contour your nose. Do you know, it kind of, there's two, like, there's two things that I think about that. Firstly, what I think is there's so much talent out there now, particularly yes, like, you that's know, true. the makeup skill that is out there on things like Instagram is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as a professional makeup artist, it upsets me sometimes when people call themselves makeup artists when they probably only do makeup on themselves. Right. Like, you're a makeup expert, absolutely, in terms of you are showing your audience a new way to do makeup or you're, you know, you're showing how to contour, you're teaching them things, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, is I'm with you on everyone looking the same. Um, I, the, for me, I'm not into that type of makeup. Mm-hmm. I love great skin, I love great brows, and I love being able to do different eye looks and different, you know, lips and etc. But it worries me, actually, mm-hmm. because now I'm 35 and I see a lot of girls that are 20 that I would not know what their age is. I would have no idea that they were... Tw- I could, They could be 15 or they could be 40 because <laughs> actually you have no idea because they have a lot of work done. Nothing wrong with having... Work. I've never had anything done. I'm not saying I never would. Who knows? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But when you're 16 and you're having fillers and mm-hmm. you're making your face look a completely different shape, it worries me because it worries me because of the confidence that they're mm-hmm. lacking. Mm-hmm. And again, I can say this having four sisters, yeah. and I can say this having two of them are younger, one of them's super confident, one of them's not that confident. Mm-hmm. I can also say it from my team, having some real youngsters in my team who are phenomenal, but they're like 16, 17, mm-hmm. and they are obsessed with how they look because they're worried about what other people think about them Mm -hmm. and that is not the point of makeup it's about how do you feel about yourself Mm -hmm. and I just wonder what's going to happen I think makeup everyone can do what they want and if that's what you want to do then absolutely like it's great and it's great that there's so much makeup technique getting out there but be unique like have fun enjoy it Mm. try something new um, and do really believe in what you've already got. I am with you completely. I just, you know, maybe it's because we're like older. And we're like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. If I was like twenty now, I don't know what I would be doing. I would be doing it. We'd be doing, it would be doing, yeah. 
Because for me, when I was a teenager, it was Heather Shimmer lipstick. Oh, Rimmel's best. Yeah, or Coffee Shimmer, one or the other, on my lips, eyes and cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) And it was 99p for the lipstick that had, you know, the little thing that you would push up? So it wasn't a twist, but it was 99p if it did that thing where you could push it up and lock it at the top. Absolutely. I was to love it. I was to love it. I think they bought it back recently for like a for like a it's year. Not the same. It's not, not the same, same. in it. It's not it's the same. Not the same. But yeah, so I think that I'm so great that I'm so grateful that the makeup industry and the beauty industry has changed so much that there's so many people care a lot mm. about makeup, mm-hmm. and I really think that's an amazing, amazing thing. But it's going to be really interesting to me because I think we're seeing a changing beauty, and I think that in the next couple of years, um, this whole contouring and making your lips look bigger and almost like. The Kylie Jenner, sorry, the Kylie Jenner effect almost mm-hmm. is going to change because people are just going to want to go back to enhancing what they've got. Well, it's like fashion, isn't it? One one year it's crazy, and the next year it's all minimal. Yeah, and beauty's going to do that as well. But I do think people, as you say, are using the success of makeup at the moment yeah. as a crutch. Yeah, I think you're right, but I can tell you absolutely that in my job, when I'm shooting editorial, no one's ever, ever, ever asked me for Instagram makeup. No. Or fashion in the fashion world, no one wants it. Mm-mm. So now someone will send models down the catwalk with like extreme contour. Yeah, no, I, you know, and contouring. Let's be honest, it's been it's been it's a makeup artist trick that's been around for hundreds of years. You know, I know. it's just been made famous by the Kardashians, basically, mm-hmm. um, and they always look amazing. And actually, but actually, uh, talking of that look, the Kardashians. If you look at Kim's makeup Mm -hmm. five years ago compared to now she's so much more natural and beautiful Mm. now compared to then so things are changing from a celebrity and that's where it starts and then it filters down so let's see what happens but if you love that look believe in it go for it do it there's nothing Mm. wrong with that you can do whatever you want with makeup as long as you make sure that you feel great without makeup on as well that too, and also if you are doing that look and you end up looking like all of your friends, which is, like I said, using the Doc Martin example, just like don't let it suppress your individuality. Yeah. <laughs> Although, what's life if you haven't got pictures to look back on where you think, oh, why did I do that? Yeah, no, it's, it's true. And actually, my second book um, had no retouching in, and I did that on purpose, mm-hmm. and that the publishers were like... <gasps> No retouching. I was like, no, because I believe in my makeup mm-hmm. and I want women to feel that they can look at that book and think, cool, yeah. I can do that and I can look like that. And yeah, she's got a spot. Yeah, she's got some lines. Yeah, she's got whatever dilemma. But do you know what? I can cover that and I can make it look great with some makeup and this is how you do it. Yeah. And I think like Nadine Bagger, who you oh, obviously yeah. know, yeah. she's all about no hashtag filter. no filter, hashtag mm-hmm. no uh, own your shit. And... I am as well. I don't use filters, but, but mainly because I don't know how. Yeah, yeah. And also, I just think I would hate, I've said this before, but I would hate to meet someone who listens to the podcast and follows me on Instagram and for them to go, oh, you look nothing, you look nothing like your pictures. I'd feel like such a fraud. Yeah, I know, exactly. Do I look the same? Yeah. I'm joking. I don't feel, do you know, sometimes it depends what I'm doing. I don't really Your do Barbie filters. Halloween tutorial my, isn't one of my favourite things. Oh, thanks. Ever. Yeah, that was definitely not a filter. That was all they done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that was quite funny with the prosthetic lips. Mm. And I've got thin lips, and I always think, oh, maybe I should do something, but then I'm like, nah, I prefer to spend the money on shoes. <laughs> shoes always fit. Don't they? Don't mm-hmm. they, Jules. And if you find a pair you love, buy it in every colour. Shoes always fit, as does jewellery, which yeah. is why I always have a long saved list on various you. websites of jewellery and shoes. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's <laughs> a good one. Um, is there a third book in the offering? 
The publishers want me to do a third book. Um, at the moment, I am not sure if I want to do one right yet because it is so much commitment. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, publishing a book doesn't mean that suddenly you're rich and there's your J.K. Rowling. You know, it's not about the money for me. It's not. It's about the time, mm -hmm. and it's about me giving myself some time back. Mm -hmm. Because when I I made Theo take a picture of me um, when I was doing the last book where it was 4am in the morning and I had a coffee in my hand and tears running down my face and I said take a picture of me right now because I need to remember how hard this was mm. because I was doing it obviously all in my own time and that was at 4 o'clock in the morning mm. and it was a real commitment and I was very very it was very stressful I loved it at the same time and that's why I did it mm -hmm. and I loved the whole process and I loved everything about it apart from the fact that it was so exhausting. So what did you learn about the next time? What would you, because I think we've all been there. When I was learning how to code yeah. for this podcast, I cried lots and yeah. I wanted to destroy my, I wanted to throw my laptop, but because I couldn't afford to replace it, I was like, I shan't do that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you learn about, right, this is what I'm gonna do next time? I, what I learn and what I would actually do, probably two completely different things, obviously <laughs> like balance is like the most important thing that I learn. But the reality of that is, is I haven't got time for balance. Like that sounds really crazy, right. but I, I don't have, I have a lot of commitment with my job. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't like saying no to things that I really want to do. And that is a big problem of mine um, because I really want to do everything that <laughs> if someone yeah, asks yeah. me to do something that, you know, I've just been asked to do the design and makeup for a film next year and I absolutely <laughs> want to do that. Yeah, be my, I did a film actually for one of my friends last year. It was the most amazing process. And I think that, okay, I need to work out whether I'm going to do that because it would be that or the book. Mm -hmm. And actually, I feel like I could make, wait another year for a book. Yeah. Um, so balance is really important, but I'm really shit at balance. <laughs> so how do you feel about all the current mindfulness trends? Where basically our Instagram feed used to be people at the gym and now it's people in the lotus position going, I'm so glad that I just took time to breathe this morning. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but like I, you know, actually though, um, I, I do listen to meditation music at night, mm -hmm. like when I'm going to sleep. I don't know if I actually take it in. I'm like Theo, Theo, like it's like oh bloody hell, it's that music again. He's asleep in about ten minutes every time. I'm like, dude, and I really actually love yoga. But I say I love it, but I probably do it like once a month if I'm lucky, and it'll yeah. be in my front room. And my dogs will be jumping all over me, and I'm like, guys. Um, but I really wish I could be that person. Yeah. And I really try, in my mind, I'm like, do that. Mm -hmm. In reality, I'm like, when the hell can I do that? I mean, I'm breathing all the time, so that's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I talked on this podcast before about meditating, mindfulness, and yoga. Yeah. And I'm the same as you. If I'm in the zone, I can happily follow a Yoga with Adrian video. Yeah. I fucking love her on YouTube in my front room put a nice candle on, yeah. or like put my diffuser and some aromatherapy oils and it'll work. Yeah. But if my head is spinning, that then it's just not going to work and I have to accept that and go, I'm, I can't be that person then today. No, do you know what I do do actually? I have a bath every night. So if I have a shower, I have a, in the morning I have a bath every night. Mm -hmm. And it might literally be for six minutes. <laughs> it's actually when I listen to a podcast actually, when I'm in the bath. Um, which again is not stopping my mind, but it kind of is. Um, and for me, that's kind of my, right, that's my 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I always, do you remember that book? It's got a kid's book with an elephant on it. And it's called Five Minutes Peace or Ten Minutes Peace or yeah. something like that. And it's about this elephant mum who has a bath because that's her time for peace. And I think I, or, it's my favourite book when I was 
a kid and I do think that that is why I have a bath every night that was a bit of a tangent but that's my time that's when I read I read in the bath I, and I love reading I love reading. What's your what's, what book have you got on the go at the moment? So I just finished um, Good Me, Bad Me, and I just finished Philip Pullman Dust, the Dust Book, the Dust Book, the Dust Book, the Dust Book. That was really good. So I've just finished those now, and I've just got a new book. Um, I think it's called Dry, and it was rec- I always buy the number one bestseller and then the cover that I like the most. Look off. That's how I choose my books. I want to buy one, get one free in the local bookshop. Yeah, just like I just go in and then I'm like, oh, that's number one. Oh, and look at that cover. That's lovely. So that's how I choose. Yeah. Because I did my degree in English, I love reading. What's your favourite book of all time then? Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, I love Don't get me started on Harry Potter. I mean, I mean, so obviously my last name is Potter, mm-hmm. or Potter Dixon, but Potter I was born with. And my brother's called Edward Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. He was going to be called Harry Potter, but it was the time that the first book came out. So my dad and my stepmom were like, no, we can't, we'll call him Edward instead. But we used to make him draw scars on his head and he'd come downstairs and think he was magic. Um, and then we've I've tried to get tickets to The Cursed Child for like two years now, the Harry Potter play. Mm-hmm. And I've tweeted J.K. Rowling being like, dude, come on, my last name is Potter, my brother's called Edwin in Harry. brackets. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Uh, obviously she's not responded. Get so. Craig David to see him. Get Craig, exactly. Um, but at the cinema, every time the Harry Potter films come out, we'd, they'd be like, oh, you're the Potter family. You can um, sit at the back, in the back row and gave us free popcorn. So Harry Potter, but also The Book Thief. Have you read that? I started reading it. Yeah, I love that book. You need to read it again. It's a, it's also a, like a teenage teenager book. Like it's on in the kids section. I read it. I tried to read it on my commute, and it, that's to me is too disjointed. Okay. I, I have yeah. to read until I want to stop, not because the train has got to my station. What's your favorite? My favorite. I love the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Because I'll read your favorite, so you have to tell me now. Oh, you know? my favorite. Well, if it's quite depressing though. In Cold Blood. Truman Capote. Oh, I haven't read that. Okay, oh, I'll read it. I read it. I read it once a year or once every two years, depending. Okay. It's just perfect. The way he writes is just perfect, and I've never read anything where it felt like I was in this in it. What you mean that Harry Potter? You didn't think you're a wizard and like have a wand? No, I did. No, that no. <laughs> that made me look at my normal life through slightly different eyes. Yeah. With, the, with In Cold Blood, I feel like I'm in the house, and I feel like I'm seeing. It as it's happening. Okay, I'm going to get it it's straight a, away. It's a really powerful book. Okay, fine. That's definitely one of my favourites. But I have quite a few. I love Shakespeare as well, actually. Oh, I used to love Shakespeare as well. I used to love the fact that you had to sort of semi-translate it. No, it's true, and you have to take your time. And yeah. do you know why I love Shakespeare as well? I am big pentameter. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's, but it's true, and actually I love it because it's the language of it. It's exactly the reason, but I also love it because I always buy the old books from mm. charity shops. And I love the smell of Shakespeare books. Is that a really weird? Oh, thing? the smell of yeah. bookshops. But like the Shakespeare books, mm. I just feel so much, like, <laughs> so much love and hate in them. It's that, that I just think they're really powerful books. We, I had a the my one of the most significant people in my life growing up was my English teacher. It's very difficult for me to talk about having that cry because I'm going to try and get through this. <laughs> we'll both be in tears by the end of this. No, she was an incredible woman, incredible woman, and she used to we I did. She was my English teacher from the age of 11 through to my A-level, so mm. seven, eight years. And we used to read Shakespeare in her classes, and she was just one of those women who had a twinkle in her eye yeah. and just knew. And she's, we were all kids, but she could see what we were going to grow up to be. Like, she just had... She was just incredible. And she used to go around, and you used to have the, your passages that you'd read. You know, when you yeah. were at um, school, you'd have to read the passages out loud. 
And obviously people would be like, lo, behold, and you'd be reading a really significant scene from The Winter's Tale, and it'd be like, exit pursued by bear or whatever. And she would slam the book down, and like, if someone was reading it with absolutely no character, and just like, lo, how, how, my daughter's dead or whatever, she would slam down the book and go, you're not offering King Lear cucumber sandwiches! Put some (laughs) welly into it! Amazing. And she was just incredible. So yeah, I love Shakespeare for that reason. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Interesting. There you go. <laughs> always have a book on the go. We'll have to start a book club. I know. No, honestly, I always, I, I do think that I sh- should probably do that. Right. There you go. We should do it. Let's do a book club. Yeah. Right. Now, I've also got this very interesting note on my piece of paper because we're going to have to draw it to a close. In a I know. We've got so... to be somewhere. But I've got this note on my... Um, Piece of paper, Nan, Zoo, July. Do you want to end on that? Okay, we'll end on that. So Doris, my Nan that we spoke about earlier. Doris Potter. Doris Potter. Can I just say that my both my Nans are Daphne and Doris. DDs. Double Ds. Daphne died a couple of years ago. She's like literally my hero. Doris is also, I think Nans are just generally heroes, is probably the most the strongest woman that I know. Um, this is not the zoo story, but I'll tell you this really quick. <laughs> I mean, she's the strongest. She is the strongest woman I know. The reason she's the strongest woman that I know is because she's lost every single man in her life, both her husbands and both her sons, one of them my dad. Um, so she is the most strongest northern woman ever. Now, her dream was to go to London Zoo, and the reason being is when she was a teenager, and my whole family are navy, so they were all in in the wars, etc. She came to London to go to the zoo, teenager, to visit her uncle. Mm-hmm. It was dark. This is how she tells it, by the way. <laughs> it was a dark day. It was dark. She said, we turned up in London, and it was dark, pitch black in the summer. And uh, we went to sleep. All of us in bed went to this little house. We were in the top, top of the house, woke up, and there was no bloody roof. And I was like, <laughs> she tells it that there was no roof on this house that they were staying in. And I was like, you know, obviously you're thinking, how the hell would you not notice there's no roof? But it was because it was a time when the bombings were happening Mm -hmm. and literally the roof had been blown off this house. Anyway, they couldn't go to the zoo because the zoo had been closed and the animals had been taken wherever because the bombings were happening and they didn't know that. So she'd never been to the zoo and it was her dream to go. In July, I said, we're going to the zoo now. And I took her with um, two of my sisters and one of my brother and Eddie, my brother, we went to the zoo. And what she didn't know is that my friend Amy is a zookeeper at Mm -hmm. London Zoo. So I told Amy about this, and Amy had organised for us to feed the giraffes, feed the deer, feed like monkeys, feed it out, go behind the scenes, do everything that basically. Sorry, I've just got images of the giraffes in their dressing gowns between shops, like chilling out between scenes. So. No, I mean, it's just like. The best thing is my nan turns up, she literally, the reason, one of the main reasons I love makeup is because I first saw my nan sat at her dressing table, must have been, a, my, my earliest memory of makeup is her with her bright pink lipstick, putting it on her lips and then putting it on her cheeks and mm-hmm. blending it in and matching her plastic necklace <laughs> to, and her shoes. She always has a matching necklace, so pink necklace or pink shoes and her walking stick matches, okay, oh, so she has a variety. She is a baller. Doris, amazing, still got the best boobs she like, she's got these big, she, no, but in terms of in her jumpers, I have to, it sounds like, I haven't seen them. <laughs> sexualisation of <laughs> I have to explain what I mean by that. It's like, you know, she just wears these beautiful jumpers and has these amazing breasts and has this... This is sound really random. Does that sound... Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you see yeah. a woman and she's so glamorous still yeah. and she's 88 years of age and you'd never know and she's fabulous 
and she matches her next lipstick to her necklace to her shoes and she turned up at the zoo like that. She had the best day. She told me afterwards one of the best days of her life. She wrote me three cards afterwards because oh, she gives us letters and pens every year so we write to her. She's also our pen pal. <laughs> and she just said it was the most magical day of her life. And for me that was so amazing mm. that it was just taking her to the zoo at 88 and mm. it made her day. So yeah, I thought I'd tell you guys about that. That's lovely. And I didn't think I was going to tell you about how she had amazing boobs. <laughs> hey, anything goes on the Emma Gunn show, what can I tell oh, you? Oh dear. Lisa, it's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank you. We've chatted along for a long time, haven't we? <laughs> it's the first time I've re, um, relocated. Yeah, well, into a lovely During hallway. a podcast. It's a bit nippy though, so I'm going to be glad to get my jacket on. Yeah, I know, it's a bit cold, isn't it? You're wearing a lovely jumper and I I'm am. wearing but a t-shirt. I know, I'm sorry, but no, it was it was worth it. So It was worth it. Thank you. I, it goes without saying, I'm going to put all the links to your social media, to your YouTube Thank channel, you. to books and everything in the show notes. I feel like you should come back soon. Yes, we should actually probably talk about makeup a bit more, I suppose. <laughs> We've got to go on a little tangent. Uh, but no, definitely, I'd love to. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thanks, and thank Ed. you, listeners, for listening. Hey listeners, before you leave me, how about you let me know whether you'd be interested in receiving a regular newsletter. Just something very short with sort of previews, sneak peeks and maybe some extra content from the shows. I would be very interested if that's something that you would like to receive. If you do, please go to emmagums.com and you can click the newsletter link and subscribe. I used to send out a regular newsletter. Uh, things just got a little bit busy I'm thinking about starting it up again because there's a few more things to say let me know um tweet me don't forget at emmaguns um no not emmaguns.com at emmaguns also on instagram I'm at emmaguns please go and follow me and if you are listening on itunes and you're enjoying the show I'd be very grateful if you could subscribe and leave a review about your experience and uh, yeah let's try and be Oprah again in the five star rating war. <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch, you want to send me a slightly longer message, it couldn't be easier. Just send me an email to thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, as ever, to everybody who gets in touch for your support, for listening, for your suggestions for guests. I am always thrilled to hear from absolutely everybody. It's such a joy, um, a part of doing this show that I enjoy so, so much. Um, there's going to be another show next week that I am pretty positive you're gonna love so uh there'll be a mini show in the midweek so keep your eyes peeled for that but until then i shall hear you see you it always feels weird to sign off with that um on the next episode of the emma gun show deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.